um, I've just had my second <clears throat> and I was heavily pregnant walking my daughter to ballet and I had a guy like shouting expletives at me. These girls are going to have to go out and if you're not street aware that people can smell that a mile off and if anything happens and she stops or she doesn't complete that journey you get a warning sign up on your phone Hey Penny, this is Rina Diptianabil and you are listening to The Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect, the podcast where my amazing and inspirational guests and I delve into different aspects of womanhood each and every week. It's the place where we salute the game changers and we celebrate those women who are changing the world one bit at a time. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to one of those women. So in March 2021, you will know this probably, but a woman named Sarah Everard was murdered while walking home at night. In September 2021, Sabina Nessa, a young woman, was walking home after meeting a friend. She was murdered. And if you're a woman listening, I'm sure that these cases send chills down your spine. You know, I'm sure that you have been in situations where you felt unsafe or scared when you're walking home at night, possibly even during the day, depending on the area. And it shouldn't be the case, but it is. And then someone who has chosen to take action and do something about it is my guest today, Emma Kay, the founder of an app called Walk Safe. And she's here to tell me more about it. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, Emma. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So Emma, listen, tell me a little bit about the Walk Safe app. I did download it the other day, but if you can just explain what how it works. Sure. Um, so we are the only um, police um, crime data app out there. So we use rural police crime data, um, which we display on our personal safety app called WalkSafe. We're free to use and free to download. And um, we have multiple safety features on our app. So we've got a home safe, a tap safe and a check-in. Um, and then we've got our um, WalkSafe map, which just Blaze this crime data to help you plan safer routes and we've also got our community-based icons so say if you and I um, are walking to go to the pub and we notice there's no street lights we can hop on our app and let um, a fellow user know there's no street lights in that area um, the community-based icons um, don't last for up on the map for that long it's more of a, a heads up to other users uh, rather than our police crime data um, that lasts uh, it's refreshed every month and it lasts on the map um, for that month and it refreshes again for the following month um, and that is verified data from the police. So you worked with the police to to make this up then? Um, so that um, police data um, is free for everyone to access right, so okay. we can access that from the police database mm -hmm. but we do have ex-met detectives who are on my team which help us which is amazing. So, okay, so so it's used for checking in. So as in you can let somebody know that you're on the way home, for example. Can people so, track you on it? Like your friends and family, can they track you on it? So we've got our home safe feature, for mm -hmm. instance, which is where um, you set it before you leave the house. So say if you're out for drinks and you want someone to, let, to check in on you later on and make sure you've got a home okay, you say to your your friend or your partner or whoever it is that you're setting it up with um right I should be home by 12 if I'm not 
um you know, you'll get a notification of my last known location so um, if you arrive home from the pub before 12 that's fine um you'll get a notification that all is okay but if anything happens and you don't arrive home from the pub at that time your loved one will get a notification saying look you need to check in with them and this is where they last were right. so it's a real opt-in opt-out so we don't track constantly this is a um say um like i said you're going out or you want someone to check in on you then that's a real um consensual um feature that we set up okay okay and so um when i had a look at it right um i was like because you said it's, it's for planning routes as well right planning safe routes home so you can you can look at like how many um crimes were took place recently around around the area that you plan to walk through right so then i had a look the other day at my own area that i was in and I, I actually ended up feeling quite scared. I was like, oh, my God, I thought this was a safe area because, you know, I didn't know that, you know, there'd been a mugging reported uh, within 60 days, um, you know, uh, I don't know, an attack or these kind of things, like a few things. So, uh, I mean, sometimes do people end up getting more scared from this or do you think it's better than it's better to not be in blissful ignorance? It's better to know, like, what are your what were your thoughts behind um, giving people all that data? So it's only a subset of data. Um, if you could imagine, there's an awful lot of data out there, mm -hmm. and that's not even where I suppose a lot of crimes aren't even recorded. Um, so we just pull a subset of that, and that is refreshed on our map every month. To be honest, the way we see it is knowledge is power. I think sometimes being more informed is better. Um, personally, I would much rather know my local area and I would, I would rather know where recent crimes occurred and if there are patterns of certain behaviour. If there was um, a certain area where, where there was a lot of mugging, for instance, probably I wouldn't want to take my kids down there regularly. Or if I did, I would probably be more mindful of my belongings. Um, I think it's just about having that awareness. Sadly, you know, we shouldn't have to feel this way and we shouldn't have to live in a world where we worry about our safety and that these sorts of things um, are even relevant or, you know, prevalent in our minds, sorry. But um, sadly there is, and sadly there is a place for us in the world. So I think all the while that people download us and people want to know, we're going to be there. Mm. And you are right. It is like you can just be like strolling around, la, 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 in blissful ignorance. And then you're right, knowledge is power, you know, because... Even like I told you about this area, I'm like, okay, wow. And I used to live in um, in Tower Hamlets and it was quite inner city where I was. So, and you know, when I go back there now, I am going to have a look at that app and I'll be like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of assuming that there's a lot more crimes reported there than here. And like I know of, um, you know, somebody where we used to live uh, recently told us about like armed armed robbers walking around um so they will definitely be more uh, which is one of the reasons that we moved out but i when i when i um lived there i used to do um a shift at work which finished at about 11 and it was like on the sunday night so it was in central london and then when i got on the tube it was like oh great you know party vibes and whatever like people a lot of people were drunk going home from being out and stuff it was fine it was light you know people around as soon as i got out of the tube station in um in my um it was just a, literally across the road from where i lived but i had to go through an underpath as well and there were like dark yeah. paths as soon as i got out of that tube station it was like oh my god it is really late i'm actually scared out of my head and and i felt so unsafe and i felt like 
I used to get really happy when I saw like a group of women walking together and I used to quickly try and walk behind them as if I was like their friend or something just to kind of you know I don't want to be by myself like have you um experienced that as well and 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 how old were you when you started feeling like that aware of these things um so probably about 12 years old I think walking to school with my friends I think that's when we really encountered some kind of like unsavory incidences um and I yeah I would say from being a young girl um and that's why I created the app is because I have been in situations where I'd want someone to check in on me I would want to know where I was you know are these areas safe I, I just think it was born out of a um a desire for something that I felt could be a tool in my toolkit that helped me feel a bit safer mm-hmm. um sadly I just wish that um it wasn't so common I'm yet to meet one woman who hasn't felt unsafe at any point in her life when she's been out and about whether that even be in groups I sometimes think you know going back to kind of all the sort of stuff in the media at the moment I think there's such an emphasis on women and uh, it being their thought and you know how how you know what was she doing at that time talking about you mm. you brought up Sabina Nessa she was on her way to a date she was walking through a park at 8 p.m you know we all do these things we do them all the time but yet it's scrutinized within the media within society and it just shouldn't be and I think that we just need to get away from the whole what are we doing or who are we with because I've been in situations where I've been alone and I've been unsafe. I've been in groups and I've been unsafe. I've been in situations where I've been groped and I've been with a man. I've been with my partner. I've been it just I've been flashed, but I've been with friends. We were walking to school. It doesn't matter who you're with, what you were doing at the time. Sadly, um, these crimes occur so frequently and at any time of the day, whoever you're with. And I think that's just you know, it's so frustrating, but um, yeah, I felt unsafe quite a few times and I, I wouldn't even say it stopped there. I think throughout my whole life I have, um, whether that be, I've been with my children and walking to the shop and someone's not left me alone, or um, I've been I've been dipped in my bag when out with my kids um, down by a river. Um, I've been, I could just, I've been flushed at. You just think, I just think it's kind of continuous. And I think all we can do is, report when we see something um uh, stay alert and yeah just um try to keep ourselves a bit safer uh, that's absolutely awful that like throughout your life and you know now that you're a mum and you've had incidents from when you were 12 up till now you know being a mum and you're with your kids and stuff is still happening like yeah, the, the thought, it's just because I'm sure a dad who walked around with his kids, I don't think it would be the same for them, you know. Is and that- actually, I was not. Um, I've just had my second, <clears throat> and I heavily pregnant walking my daughter to ballet and I had a guy like shouting expletives at me over my child while I was pregnant, like at me. And I just remember thinking, do you not care? Like I'm, I'm a mother, I'm pregnant and I've got a child with me. And how is that even acceptable? But I just think sadly, um, yeah, we've just got a lot to do in the world. We've got a lot of education and I think we're, I think we're inching towards change, but I, I still think we've got a very long way to go. I, I, I do think that we're a long way to go as well and and I just want to go back to like how you said that you know through growing up you had all these incidents happen to you and you know what people fail to realize is that every single incident that happens it it, it knocks you doesn't it you yeah, know totally, it totally. is because you said something about a flasher you know and me and my friends when we were at uni we were at a bus stop 
in Birmingham, city centre, bright lights everywhere, you know, just waiting for a bus. And it wasn't like horrifically late. It was busy. It was a city centre. You know, we'd just been to see a movie or something. But, and then we got flashed at the bus stop. And I, I actually felt shaky. I felt really shaky, uh, you know, and, and for a while afterwards, I didn't feel right. And I didn't, you know, you lose a bit of confidence doing normal things like going out go walking down a street did I mean did you feel that way as well in and with the stuff that happened to you like you just you actually do lose that confidence of actually I want to go out and do things totally um and I think those instances stay with you I mean for instance I've you know recalled just a few and I think that they shape you and they change your behavior when you leave the house I think that um these sorts of things like I said, they, they, you don't forget them. They, they change everything. And I think that, um, it's, it's hard. I think that, I don't know if you saw the low, the recent, um, Sadiq Khan campaign called have a word. Yeah. Um, it was amazing because for once there was a campaign that really targeted the perpetrator. And also not only did it talk, target the perpetrator not the victim it also once the incident had occurred um it showed how the victim started crying in the car after this guy had basically for the people listening it was basically um a group of guys and one guy was like coming on and hitting um on this young girl and he wouldn't take no for an answer and he got really out of hand in the end, a friend stood up and said something and the girl gets in the car. And for me, that was the first time where you could just tell they were trying to show that this continues even once the the incident has happened. Yeah. And that was so nice to see a campaign that did that. Because like you said earlier, it doesn't stop and you, it changes you and you will always have that when you go out next time. I mean, it's trauma, basically, even though we don't go, oh, my God, I'm so traumatized. But you, there's a part of you that actually is and, and nobody should have that. And especially like, you know, like you're saying from 12, because I have a daughter who is um, 13 and I've got three daughters, actually. The eldest is 13. And, you know, I'm I'm very kind of conscious of her even going to the shops on her own. Like I've just started to let her go to the corner shop on her own. I mean, what 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 do you think about that kind of thing? Like, you know, what the age is there a right age for letting girls go to the shops on their own be with their friends in a park because it that scares me I bet you're I mean I was the same age I think when I started doing that for myself and um, actually you might like to know so we've got a new feature coming out um next month and basically you can follow someone in real time so say if your daughter wanted to go to the shops and you knew it's a 10 minute walk um should um plug it in you can watch her have that journey and if anything happens and she stops or she doesn't complete that journey you get a warning sign up on your phone so I suppose she could have the freedom of doing these things but always knowing that you could oversee it from your phone as well and that's the one thing we definitely heard a lot of from parents which is look like you know we want to be able to have that um we want to be able to give our kids that responsibility of kind of like enjoying a little bit of freedom but at the same time we're adults and we know the, the scary stuff that's out there in the world so um yeah I think that's what you're doing is just perfect and I think that that's kind of what our next feature was kind of built off of was that demand of people who wanted their children to they wanted to let go but they also wanted to know they were safe so yeah, it's yeah. 13 still such a, a ripe young age, isn't it? But I suppose 
um, the perfect age to test the waters. Because suppose if you if you don't enable them to do these things and they don't have that street awareness, so it really exactly. is a double edged sword, isn't it? Exactly, because you know you you, you do want to kind of protect them from everything. Oh, you're not going out. No, no, no. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. You know, I'll walk behind you and your friends at the shopping center. That kind of thing. <laughs> and and you know, and I I think there's nothing wrong if you want to do that as well. But then you like you said, you you at some point the. The, these girls are going to have to go out and if you're not street aware that mm. people can smell that a mile off people can 100%. smell that a mile off if you're just like a rabbit in headlights oh my god you know I, i've never done this before i've never and, um, gone out before and, and it, yeah you're right and actually then you're just doing them a disservice it, it, it becomes then and, and gosh don't get me wrong i've got a two and a half year old and an eight month old and that day when i have to do that at variana oh, hats off to you I think you're doing brilliantly because it just it's that right amount isn't it and you've got yeah. that balance um plus I think it's you know them knowing that they can turn to you and I think that's always really vital um in those sorts of moments I am um, was in a cab not long ago going to a meeting in town and I had a black cab driver who are uh, both of them actually two separate drivers who had young um daughters one was 19 and one was 21 and they were both saying how you know, they would love to be able to do more with her and, you know, see her and, you know, she needs them. But at the same time, they don't want to cramp their, you know, their style. And I just think it's hard being a parent, isn't it? It's just balance, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, you know, even though you, meant, you mentioned the cabs there as well, I mean, that's one thing as well, because when I think to myself, oh my gosh, when I think like in the early 2000s, you know, when I was at uni and I was, um, we would get go home from a night out, I'm just surprised that we actually got home alive because, you know, oh, know. Is, there was no Uber, all these apps, nothing. Like, we literally, yeah. like, calling cabs and then cabs rolling up. Is this a cab? Is this even a cab? Is this somebody who's just, you know, wants to be a cab for the night with no actual certificates or anything? And people were getting yeah, into those cabs. Were huge when we were younger, weren't they? I mean, I remember there being such a rise in people who were just getting in cars and posing as cab drivers. And exactly. Yeah, it's terrifying. And another thing, I mean, even now at the moment, Ubers are, and I'm a Uber user, however, mm. I'm very aware of the risks that come with that. People think it's safer because you can see who the person is, but at the end of the day, you, you don't know anything about them and it doesn't make it any safer. And um, there has been a rise of instances that have taken place from girls getting into Ubers. And I just think, uh, like all of these things, it's just keeping your... Um, keeping alert to things and trusting your gut as well I mean half the time I say to people they always say to me what's your top safety tip and I'm like if you feel something's feeling uncomfortable and you feel off and you feel a bit scared then you need to listen to that there is no shame in getting out of a car there is no shame saying please pull over you know I need to get out now or you know um, I'm in a bar and someone's harassing me can I go speak to the manager hi this guy's you know he won't leave me alone you know I just I need help I think the one thing we're all you know so um especially if you're a millennial girl I think you're kind of taught to kind of be polite put up with it absolutely and I always say if you feel uncomfortable you know there's no please 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 say something just don't tolerate it and that's the one thing I think that I'd say if, if, if your gut is telling you something's up, then it's right, something's up. Yeah, and, and you know that thing that you said of being a millennial girl, it's so true because I think these younger people are a different breed and people always make jokes about, oh, Gen Z think that they're going to be CEOs of a company as soon as they step in the door and all this kind of thing. But this whole, you know, 
you should expect a certain standard you should expect it and you should be freer to talk about how you think about things like I tell my kids that every day the whole intuition thing it's okay you're not going to get in trouble if you if things don't feel right and you don't want to go along with things you're not going to get into trouble I do tell them that all the time and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they listen to that I know you've made your app because you're trying to make a difference and I I think that it will you know I think it's an it's a brilliant app but in general do you think things are getting worse or better um so good question I would say it's not getting worse I would say I feel that we're inching closer to change um however we're not moving fast enough not enough is being done these sort of big changes that we need to see for instance I I think we need to see more around consent in schools and you know through our uh, curriculum um, that needs to kind of start now. Uh, I know we do sex education, but do we discuss all forms of consent within that? I don't think we do. I think that could be um, something we should start working on. Um, but I, I get all these sorts of things, even through to um, good safety practices. I mean, we talk about health and safety and five-star rating of that, but we talk about duty of care, how people feel in a workplace, what to do in that sort of side. I mean, I just think there are so many areas which were kind of limply talking about but nothing's actually been put in place nothing's actually being done um (laughs) so yeah I suppose going forward um I'd like to see um big businesses really and this is what we're calling for now we're calling for big businesses to sort of up their duty of care towards their consumers and their employees um because at the end of the day it really does matter what happens to them en route to their business it does matter if they're at a gym and they're locking up um at 5 a.m and there's some creepy guy around the corner who's following them every day on that route you know it does matter um if you are um a young girl working at a shop and you've got to take again um a horrible route on on way on their way um to that job and there is a duty of care there and I think that um I really want businesses to kind of show up for them because I just don't think that's happening at the moment a hundred percent a hundred percent I mean I I, I've done jobs where you know in the media in in radio where I was had to be in work I don't know 5 30 um and 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 they they did get me a cab which is brilliant um sometimes they don't but you know or or I finished um finished work um at a silly time and then oh they were like okay see you then I'm like no I need to cab please because I've got to get home and you know I I want to be safe so but it but people from my experience companies will try and get out of doing that and that yeah our data we've got we've got a crime analysis Steph um and Steph helps us to really identify the local crime and really make sense of that data so we can help um other businesses and companies um, make safer choices and um, basically the top three reporting areas for sexual assault and um, th- that sort of crime are around supermarkets car parks and shopping centers so all areas in which as a woman you're going to be frequently going to yeah so 
especially around things like Christmas time, when you're buying presents, you're going to park your car at a car park, then you're going to go onto a supermarket to buy the food, then you're going to go on and buy your presents at a shopping mall. And that sort of responsibility that really should fall on those businesses to try and make sure there's more CCTV, there's better lighting. What happens if anything does happen on their premises? Who do they turn to? Is there someone there who can actually help them? Um, all these sorts of things that I just don't feel are happening at the moment. Um, so yeah, I, I do think we've we've got a long way to go, but I really hope to see soon, the more we keep talking about these things, the more we, um, and this is the one thing that going back to you talking about the Gen Zs, the one thing they're very good at, they're very good at standing up and saying, well, that's not right. And we need to do something about it mm. rather than I suppose my generation was, um, oh, you know, don't really put your head above the parapet and you don't really mm. want to make a fuss. And I just think that's the one thing that's nice is they are holding people accountable. And um, I think to keep the pressure on people, that's how you see change. Because again, people have all the right intentions. People set things up, companies set things up. And then after the back of Sarah Evrada or Sabine and Essa, and then what happens is it all dies down. Everything goes quiet again and the conversation dies out and it stops. Yes. And then again, another thing happens and we talk about it again. So it's just constantly doing this. But I think ultimately by applying that pressure, keeping it on and keeping um that conversation going and you know raising our voices and kind of amplifying it that's the only way that this is ever going to change 100 percent, and and people are in denial as well I think the world is in denial in a way um because because it's a patriarchy is it because of patriarchy and the way the world is run personally I think the world is in denial because they don't want to know about this problem uh it doesn't affect men really I mean I, you know like when this whole thing of um you know, walking home safely, and and all these these tweets were 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 doing the rounds, and uh, after Sarah, Sarah Everard um, was murdered, you know, and there were these vigils and things, and then a lot of men were coming out saying, "Oh well, you know, everybody's unsafe," and yes, men can be unsafe as well. There are some areas where you know a men a, a man would get attacked if if someone looked at him and he was like, "What the hell is he doing here? He doesn't belong here," and they could get attacked, they could get mugged. Yes, but I really felt like I don't know how you felt. Did you feel? slightly annoyed when men was like well we're all unsafe aren't we yeah I really did it's it was whole sort of stance as well as black lives matter and well white lives matter too yeah, but we're not talking about that mm. it's again like um it, we were talking about um how women feel unsafe and it, well it's not all men well you know it's a lot of people and we need to address it and um, the one thing when people especially men say look how can I show up? How can I help? And we start with, you know, being an active listener. I think, you know, not just nodding your head, but actively listening, understanding these problems and our, our perspective. And second of all, if you see something, say something. I know it's really hard in some scenarios for men to be able to um, kind of show up. But I think that, you know, calling, pe calling people out, uh, making people accountable and ultimately, um just being an ally to a woman is the best thing you could possibly do. This whole narrative around it's not all men. Um, and you know, we know we're not we know not everyone's a rapist and a murderer out there. But the problem is sort of rape culture behavior where we normalize it, we joke about it, isn't it funny? Oh, oi, oi, love. That mm. that's normal. Like that's what we're talking about. I think people get very confused by saying, Yeah, well, I'm I'm not like, and they they put these horrible people up, you know, on a pedestal. I'm not like him. And I'm, we're like, no, okay, you may not be but are you calling out your mates at a pub are you the one shouting out a woman at the window you know are you talking to someone in a derogatory manner in the workplace it, it's just it's that spectrum and I think that 
um it's just understanding that and for them to kind of just listen to what we're saying and digest it and understand that it, it's not coming from any other place other than we just need people to understand and hear us because I just don't think enough of that happens mm. um I totally agree and I, I think um I don't know whether you agree but I think there's a point of you know trying to be safe and being like okay I need all the help I can get to get home safely and then also um as a woman one not wanting to be a damsel in distress you know yeah um because a lot of the time I have had guys walk me to my car if I've been out and you know for example if I've been out without my husband a, a party or whatever or even at work I'm finishing late and then male colleagues or friends will be like do you want me to walk you to your car and I'll be like yes I, I, and in, inside, part of me actually wanted to say, oh, no, I'll be OK. And it's this thing of, oh, I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to appear to be a damsel in distress. But really, I was scared. So I said yeah. yes, you know. And I don't know. What, like, do you, do you kind of agree that we don't want to be damsels in, in distress? But do we have to be sometimes? it's so frustrating isn't it and I really hear that on all levels hence why again the follow me feature on our app really mm -hmm, helps because mm -hmm. I just think that we want that independence we want to feel uh, empowered when we're out we don't want to feel scared fearful worried anxious those are just it's not something we enjoy or caught and it's not something that we don't it doesn't play on our mind which is yeah like you just said oh um I want someone to walk me home I don't really want to walk me home like I could do it myself this really annoys me I'm in this situation I feel so angry that I have to have you to help me like it just I I feel like that regularly where I'm like I don't really want your help and I think god I must be like my toddler right now if that's how she must feel but it is that isn't it it's it's that I don't really want you to help but at the same time I am nervous I don't want to be in this situation actually your presence here would dramatically help um so yeah I just think it's something we, we're always going to grapple with until we really feel that there are um more safety outcomes like better lighting more CCTV um we actually um have higher um um sorry the words um escape me um rates I can't think of uh within the um law re um Baby brain till he kicked in. My eight-month-old is teething. I'm not sleeping. Oh, conviction rates. Thank okay. you. There we go. Got it. Got there in the end. <laughs> um, so, yes, I just feel like at the moment as a victim, you sit there and you think, well, is anything going to be done about this? And it feels like another chore reporting. And you, you go through all of that. And I think until um, we start to see real change, I don't really feel that we're going to be comfortable without the help of others hence why I don't know if you've looked at in, um, online at the moment within the sort of women's safety sphere but there are a lot of um, amazing um, charities and organizations that volunteer at night to help women get home safely there's one called Women's Street Watch in Newcastle and then there's a group of wonderful women that at night go out into Newcastle they help women who need a ride home they help them walk them home and they're kind of there as that support and what they're doing is incredible and they've had such a wonderful response because it's needed and it's sad but then at the same time if I was a mother in that area and I felt like wow there's an organization that could help my daughter should she need it on a night out then that's just incredible so yeah it's a double-edged sword do I wish we needed it no but oh my god we have it yes mm. I mean that is amazing that people are doing that that's really nice and I didn't know about that so 
yeah that's, that is really really helpful actually but yes y- it does seem like you know in a perfect world we wouldn't have your app and you know we wouldn't have to have this discussion but I think that we both know that there's a long way to go before we get to that point if we ever get to that point um but meanwhile I think that um your your app is, is awesome um you know and I think a lot of people would want to 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 use that and I know that you you had like 50,000 downloads within a, within a week right something like that yeah we had half a million within two weeks that's amazing so, yeah it's and and we're still climbing um we're still um doing well so um I think our new version that will be coming out soon will really help a lot of people because we really believe in keeping the app free for the core user because at the end of the day they're the ones who need it the most um so um yes it'll be helping a lot of people I hope the future version so yeah look out for that it'll be in the next month or so brilliant so Emma so where can people um find the app and and do they like you said is it's free right it's free Um, So where can they find a bit more information about it and about yourself? So um, we are on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. So under WalkSafe.io. I'm Emma K WalkSafe um, on Instagram. And yeah, we would love to hear more. We've also got our website, WalkSafe.io. So yeah, um, if anyone would ever like to hear any more, then yeah, please feel free to get in touch. Emma thank you so much for coming on and talking about walk safe um and just best of luck with everything because um, you're doing a brilliant job lovely thank you so much for having me thank you and thank you for listening um I hope you found this really useful please do share this episode because I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing this um thanks for um yeah thanks for listening thanks for supporting and uh take care until next week bye